to you from two different sides of the earth literally not even 12 hours apart 14 hours more than all the way around which i guess at that point it's less whatever it's pretty much basically exactly opposite literally also i'm on the top part and you're on the bottom part yes exactly (laughs) this is of course lmnop the podcast about the greatest show on television elementary miss fish's murder mysteries oh that one is good also (laughs) <laughs> okay it's that great. one is I've also been binging it. yeah <laughs> oh man i really do enjoy that show a lot uh yeah it's so good I'm, her outfits are just iconic also everything <gasps> yes it's like another fashionista one you know lady mm-hmm. detective ah oh, she's so cool yes just like joan watson 100 percent. i'm sensing a theme in the kind of stuff that i like <laughs> how how far are you in uh miss fisher's murder mysteries uh, only seven episodes or so, because nice. I've been, like, because the episodes are quite long, so I've kind of been snatching yeah. time where I can. Nice, nice. That is a good one. That one yeah. it was over earlier than I wanted it to be. I was like, oh, oh nice, a, a wedding episode. And then I remembered that, like, <laughs> that's how yeah. shows end their series. Is like, I oh, know, like, right? Oh, dang it. So, yeah, it's a good one. But we're actually not talking about that one. We're talking about a different, extremely fashionable detective woman who's having a great time and taking birth control, probably. <laughs> yes. I just remember that being a moment in Miss Fisher's yeah. mysteries. That's not a thing that Joan talks about in this. No. In elementary. Yeah. Elementary, the show we're talking about. Today we are talking about season three, episode two, The Five Orange Pips. I'm your host, Val Flake Cub, a.k.a. the extremely amateur furniture uh, painter. And with me is a is a repeat guest, the lovely Eris. Also known as the most dramatic elevator exit. <laughs> yes. Yes. God. Yes. We'll talk about it when it happens, but it so reminds me of somebody who's like, <laughs> he like didn't know she would be there. <laughs> literally. Literally. <laughs> I'm like, does he just do that every single time? <laughs> oh, sorry. I just, just in case. I'm just always this cool, actually. <laughs> Oh my gosh, uh, just amazing. <laughs> yes, what did you think of this episode? I really, I liked it. I, I have to say, the first half of season three is up there with my favorite like parts of the whole series. I do really like this episode. Uh, there's more Belle, and uh, I mean, we start off with a Belle and Sherlock scene that I was just like, yes, this is, yes. What, I, this is what I want. <laughs> yes, it's so good. I like this one, too, just, like, a lot of twists and turns, and... Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and it's very character-driven as well. Like, we see a lot of Mm -hmm. Belle, but we see a lot of everybody in this episode. We do. Yes, yes. So we start off with, uh... Sherlock is is standing at the precinct, and, um... He's watching Captain and Kitty having a conversation, like, in Captain's office. And Belle is just standing there, just, like, admiring Sherlock... It's like smiling. 
So much staring. <laughs> Belle says like, oh, so that's your new your new partner. And Sherlock goes, now again, I know that <laughs> partner is just a synonym and it can mean work partner or, you know, romantic partner. But I do love to misinterpret this scene. <laughs> I know. Because and I, also, I just like the way he says protege as well. Like, uh, it's so cute. Also, he says the way like somebody else would say child, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the way you might say like progeny. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's like, no, Belle, she's not my partner. I'm still single. <laughs> I mean, what? Exactly. <laughs> She's my protege, obviously. Um, duh, Belle. Duh. And yeah, he's like, oh, so you're, you're staring at me, Belle. And he's like, yeah, I'm just taking it in. You're really back. Like, wow. And Sherlock's like, oh, by the way, I solved the case that you have um, on your desk there. Um, and the, the interesting detail to me about this uh, case that he has is he's like, oh, the the neighbor in apartment 3B is your killer because the victim had talon scratches from a blue-throated macaw. And as a person who grew up with a blue and gold macaw, I was like, hey, that's the thing that I know about. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's always nice when you're like, ooh, first-hand knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I know. Sherlock's solving the case to, like, make nice with his man. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sorry I was away for so long and didn't text you. <laughs> he also says, like, the case that was on your desk, and Bella's like, the one that was in my drawer. <laughs> <laughs> Sherlock just, like, rifling through his stuff, like, what little, what mystery can I solve for him? Uh, and, um, and yeah, so Sherlock says, you know, there was a lot of noise complaints about that bird, and then the day before the murder, they all stopped, and you know, so, you know, your victim went over and killed that bird, hence he got scratched by the talons, and then the the neighbor who owned the bird, like, went over and killed him in retaliation. Um, yeah, literally. Which, you know, like, obviously murder is bad, but, like, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> bird murder is also bad, you know? Yeah. Bird murder <laughs> is bad. Murder is also bad. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Also, I, I didn't think of this at the time watching this episode, but now that I've said it out loud, um, anybody with a who's had a macaw or a parrot of any kind will know that the victim would not have talon marks. He would have puncture marks, marks from a bite because yeah. bird bites are fucking powerful. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. They yeah. have strong little beaks. Yes, yes. They can, they, I mean, the, you know, it's like to open like nuts and stuff, like my dad came in one day for like show and tell with my sister and brought the bird and like you know in the in the cage like these kids were not gonna you know middle school kids are not gonna like get bit by this bird but yeah uh, they he brought in a brazil nut which is like this big honking i don't know how to describe i mean it's a big nut it's just hard to open yeah and he was like so rudy can open this with his face <laughs> here's <laughs> here's the nut and a pair of pliers and you all you all can take turns trying to open this with a oh my goodness a pair of pliers it was like the amount of leverage that this bird that birds have in their jaws is ridiculous it's crazy. yeah that is so intense that's a really good demonstration though just like the difference between the two yeah Anyway, so that's enough about the bird thing. Um, <laughs> also, oh, I just wanted to say Rudy is a great name for a bird. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes, he he kind of named himself because apparently when he oh, was really? when he was a little baby bird, he would like kind of bounce up and down and go, roo, 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 roo. 
Aww, <laughs> so cute. I love animals. He's the best. He's uh he's he's 35. Um so he's he's old, but he's not, you know, he's like middle age right now. Right. Bird. Yeah. Yeah, cuz birds live a long time, right? Oh, yes. 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 Birds live for a long time. Rudy can is going to live to probably uh, like macaws in captivity can live up to like 60 or something. Wow. Yeah. And um, my mom has, so they, the birds live with my mom. They're like my family's birds, but you know, my sister and I moved right. out, you know, my parents are divorced. So anyway, um, the other one that we have who, she kind of looks like a pigeon, but green. So her name is Pidge. And <laughs> nice. yeah, she is uh, like 15 or 16 and uh her species of bird uh she's an amazon they have been known to live to be like a hundred in captivity wow yeah wow. yeah so, so like, like a generational pet yeah 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 like my mom's not old but she's like i'm gonna have to put this bird in my will like <laughs> yeah yeah so anyway enough about birds <laughs> back at the police station where this episode is taking place um <laughs> Bill is, Bill is just like, he's like, okay, yeah, the neighbor. Thanks, Sherlock. And then, like, just looks at him again and is just like, has this, like, smile on his face. And Sherlock's like, you're staring again. I know. It's like, oh, it's so cute. And, like, when he insults him as well and he just smiles through it, like, oh, I missed you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause he's like, I'm just, I'm just realizing it. You're really, you're really back. And Sherlock's like, oh, next you're going to figure out that it's daytime and you're going to realize we're in a police station. And Bill is just like, oh, no. <laughs> that's my man being <laughs> sassy <laughs> yes. yes exactly so good so good next we see our first victim of the i mean the first victim we meet anyway it's this yeah. guy he's he's got some mail he comes into his house i had originally <laughs> written in my notes that he uh lived at a lighthouse but that's demonstrably not true so yeah i don't know what <laughs> i was that. just gonna I was like, say it's a coastal in the last episode, um, we did, I talked about, like, one of my pet peeves. I can't remember what it was. But in this one, my pet peeve is cupboards that don't go all the way to the top of the ceiling. <laughs> Why would you have those? It's just a terrible decision all around. I really think that people who design houses should have to, mm. I, I think I tweeted this once as well, but people who design houses have to, like, um, live in them and clean them for six months first. Because <laughs> right? I swear, some of the choices that they make, like, that's just asking for the worst kind of dust. Anyway. Serious? Yeah, because what are you going to put up there? A plate? Yeah. Nothing. You don't no. put anything up there. <laughs> just ridiculous. That is... <laughs> I have a new pet peeve now, too. Yeah, I didn't notice that. <laughs> I love giving you that new pet peeves every episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when, you, when you're, like, gossiping about, like, people at your work to your friends, and they're like, ugh, we hate that guy. And it's like, yeah, you've never met him, but you do hate him. Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> we hate him. <laughs> so this guy, he uh, he's taken in his mail, and he puts it on the on the counter, and he's he opens one that's, like, got no return address. It's very mysterious. And he uh, he opens it up, and out fall these five little orange beads. And he's like, "Oh my god, beads! No!" And uh, <laughs> yeah, the horror that grows on his face was really good. I think he's a pretty good actor, actually. Yeah, yeah. He calls up his friend, and he's like, "Theo, I know, I I know you told me not to call you with this number, but like, they, they found me. Somebody found me. Like, what am I gonna do? Something." And um, the person that 
answers the phone is like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> he's like, is this Theo? And he's like, who is this? We cut over to the person on the other end of the line, and it's Captain Gregson! Uh, it is. It's such a good cut, actually. Yes, I, I did like this a lot. Uh, and he's yeah. like, this is Captain Gregson with the NYPD. Theo, whatever, is not available. Can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh my gosh. And this is like, I was like, oh, this is like, must be a terrifying phone call to receive. But also, he's a police captain, so he he's been aware around violence before uh while they're on the phone the guy is like no no ah!" and like gets killed so we just hear it like through the the phone audio yeah and i think captain and bell did a really good job like reacting i guess in the appropriate way i don't know what yeah but the two guys in the background are just like like tapping each other like oh my gosh that guy just got murdered instead of i don't know like what were they thinking i don't Very know Very unprofessional CSU. yeah you know <laughs> like i get like i don't know how the best way to act hearing a murder is but uh-huh. whatever it was that guy those guys didn't do it right <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh my gosh yeah that's did crazy. you hear that <laughs> so then we get the full intro and I was singing along. I was vibing to this. <laughs> Not really sure why, but I was very uh, into it's, it today. Yeah. It's, uh, it's so nice. I love the long intro, actually. It's just, it's so fun. Yes. It builds tension as it goes. It does. So when we come back, when we come back from the intro, this is the thing that was your, uh, that was your nickname because this is hilarious. The two bodies are at the morgue and then the elevator doors open up. And can you please describe how Sherlock... <laughs> Sherlock is like leaning, facing away from the elevator doors and he spins around like an animated TV character and <laughs> pops out of the elevator. <laughs> yes. And then he's like, oh, Joan, you're here too. I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Like, was he genuinely not expecting anybody to be there? Like, surely not. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, cause I have been in elevators where the door's on both sides. I have never looked that cool or interesting emerging yeah. from one. He has to know which door is gonna open. Choice. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he has, yeah, he's been down there a million times. Yeah, yeah. And then Jonah's like, also genuinely, I don't know how he got his body to bend that way. He literally, <laughs> it was like, have you ever seen, um, that, um, like I think it's called Hotel Transylvania, the Adam Sandler animated movie. <laughs> I have not have heard of it though. Yeah. Anyway, well, the way he moves is just like the animation in one of those <laughs> those people. It's just yeah, yeah, just impressive. So cartoony. Yeah. So Joan is Joan is at the morgue, and she's like, "Oh, um, yeah, the captain already asked me to look into this one." So, like, we're all set. <laughs> like, we're we're good. And Sherlock says. Okay, but have you considered this is interesting? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. That's like, he's like, the extenuating circumstance is that this is a very interesting case. I know. The way he just hangs around, like, staring at her, hopefully, just cracks me up. I know, I know. I also just, like, I I took a note on this, I forgot to mention it, but, like, the previously on ends with him, with Joan being like, yeah, we can consult with each other sometimes. And he's like, yes, you can consult with me anytime. And his eyes have just like completely lit up. And yeah, it's just every scene that they're in. He's just like, I get to work with Joan again. 
Oh, no, it's so cute. <laughs> he obviously missed her so much. I just love it. I know. So she's like, well, it is very interesting. And two bodies, two detectives. Like, why not? And he's like, yay. Like, whatever you need, Judd, to make it sound, to make it okay to yourself. <laughs> right, I know you right. want to work with Sherlock, too. Yeah, it's like, these are definitely one case, but okay. Yeah. So Sherlock says that Kitty is, she's off learning how to be a detective by uh, taking pictures of the crime scene and watching Bell, um, you know, do his thing, which I was like, oh, that's nice. Like, he thinks that Bell is somebody, you know, worthwhile for her to observe. And then he says, like, probably a pretty menial task, but she does have to learn. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, <laughs> come on. It's like a backhanded compliment. Yeah, yeah. It's like, even, you know... She could even learn something from Belle, so... Like, yeah. He's great. Shut up. <laughs> so, we learn who these guys are. This is uh, Theo Fordham and Elias Openshaw. Theo Fordham was the criminal defense attorney for Elias Openshaw, because Elias Openshaw is this was the CEO of a company that made... Um, Kids' toys made these little beads that were supposed to be non-toxic plastic, but there was a um, manufacturing, like, corners cut, and basically, when the beads were swallowed, they became GHB. Uh, so, that's the drugs. Um, and um, nine kids were hospitalized, four kids died. And yeah, I a real bummer, real real bummer. I heard when he was like four kids were ho- nine kids were hospitalized and four didn't survive. I was like, aha, the five pips are for the five surviving children. No, that doesn't. That would be a weird reason to get revenge on someone. Is because four. Yeah. Because you, uh, the number five is not important. Um, yeah, it's just random, but mm-hmm. it's like why they shouldn't. Yeah. I don't know. It's <laughs> Why like, make the numbers line up that much, but not? Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, you know, I know they have to have, like, a reason, but uh, it always makes me so sad when it's, you know, yeah. when it's kids. Yeah. This is also based off of a real thing. Did you know this? Oh, really? Yeah. No. It was these little beads called aqua dots or aqua beads. Ah, that makes it so much worse. I know. <laughs> yeah. It says, okay, so in 2007, yeah, they had a multinational product recall because in some of the toys, it's exactly what they say in the episode where they had said that the factory in India uh, used a cheap chemical um, instead of the safer chemical specified by the designers. So they'd like swap something out to to save money. And uh, yeah, if you ingest the beads, the Wikipedia says it resulted in the illness and hospitalization of some children who in- ingested the beads. So... That sounds like nobody died. Yeah. So I think they would probably mention it if people had died. Yeah. So the only deaths were fictional. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Good. Well, that's better then. <laughs> Sad for these fictional kids, but yeah, in the real in the real world, yeah. I guess that makes sense too because I mean, elementary does pull from real life quite a lot, um, mm-hmm. but I think it's it's better that they not, you know not like <laughs> yeah making money off of a, a child dying tragedy. Real- yeah, 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 absolutely. Because it is an interesting thing. It creates yeah. an interesting case for this story, but 
No children were harmed in the making of this murder mystery. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Excellent. That's what we like to hear. (laughs) Yes. Unlike the other episodes. No. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think we were... God, one of the episodes of Zero to Zero, we were talking about... uh, They really, like, all the background people that die, like, are really killed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No. no. Anyway, so clearly, you know, they both got this, these packages in the mail. Both victims got these packages in the mail. This was, you know, related to this case. So they bring in the FBI guy who ran point on the case, the original, you know, GH Beads case. Um, (laughs) And... Did this guy look like shaved Seth Rogen to you? Yes, yeah. Yes. But also, okay. I, I saw I saw the guy and I was like, oh, I remember what happens in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I had that later. I, uh, yeah, one of the other characters, I was like, oh, you're being suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. So he, I don't, I didn't write down anything he tells them. I don't, I don't know. Does he say anything interesting or important? I don't know. Literally, my eyes glazed over. I could not care less about this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he basically, I think he just kind of tells them the background of it or whatever. Oh, they're like, do you have any, do you know of any suspects? And he's like, the parents, that's a list of them. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so just then basic information, you know, to push mm-hmm. the story along. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff you need for the tv show but not for the podcast uh then we go to kitty and bell and bell is trying his darndest to be such a nice boy (laughs) and he's trying so hard also with the energy of i'm trying to talk to the daughter of the single dad that i'm dating (laughs) 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 he's like i hope you like your bedroom in this apartment you know we're never trying to replace your mom but (laughs) (laughs) literally (laughs) And she is the sullen teenager. Yes, she is. She's yeah. She's literally. She is not having it. She literally doesn't answer him for like I think the first two conversational like yes. um, lines that he throws. Yeah, he's he's like. So I heard you're kind of an expert in you know, or you're you're uh, pretty good at finding missing persons. No response. And then she he's like, so you're from London, huh? Heard it's a lot like New York. Nothing. And then what she does reply, he says. Ah, I bet you don't see as many gun deaths over there as here, do you? And she says, not many countries do. (laughs) Yeah. Just like, damn, Kitty, okay. Just rude. He's just trying to be nice. You're supposed to be learning from him. Yeah, literally. I do like that um, she, like, stops being... I mean, obviously, she's still, like, rude, but she stops being so, like, standoffish once she starts getting invested in the mystery, which I thought was really cute. Yeah. Yeah. We also see like a little moment of like, oh, what's going on with her? Where she goes to like take a picture of something and kind of steps sort of close to a puddle of blood and Belle reaches out to like touch her arm and is like, oh, hey, like, don't, you know, don't move and she's, uh, like, or watch out or whatever. And, and she's like, don't! Yeah. It's like, sorry. I'm sorry. So you're just like, huh. She's on edge. What's going on there? What's yeah. going on there? So now we go to Gabe Coleman's house. Um, said that like you know who that is. Then we go to the house of someone that uh, Kitty actually discovers could be a suspect because she's looking at the list of parents and she looks at the return um, stamp thing on the 
like the rubber stamp that they put on the postage stamp to say that it's been mailed. Yeah. And she sees that the place it was sent from is the same zip code as the zip code of one of the parents. So that guy is, his name is Gabe Coleman. So they go to his house. It's nice seeing her pick up the clues. Yeah. Like, you know that she really is like a detective and she is learning, which I think is great. Yeah, I think, yeah, because she, she like complains in this episode that she's like, not being, you know, like utilized and whatever. But I do like that you do see her doing the work. Like, she's not just sulking around all the time and like... Exactly. Yeah, getting underfoot. Why do you like Jojo much? (laughs) Literally. It's, it's, I think it's kind of funny too, the way that this starts out because, um, so it's Sherlock and Joan and Captain and, uh, the, the dad is like, yeah, so it's like I told the other, other cop I was in here last night and they're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, there was an, there was an intrusion. There was a break in last night. So, I thought you were here about that. And they're like, no, we're here. We're here about a murder that happened that wasn't here. What were you saying about not being home last night? Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. It also, it's like a double webby. But yeah. 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 I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. But he's like, I was working. I repair vending machines at night. So Sherlock is like, you can, this is something I think that Sherlock does like kind of well is that he, like, lays out to suspects, like, why they're talking to them without being accusatory, kind of. Yeah. Like, he's like, listen, like, you can understand why we're talking to you. Like, your child died and your wife left you because of it. Like, it's clear that this apartment is a bachelor pad. Like, For sure, yeah. Uh, um, also, I think it's interesting to see how much better he's gotten it as well. Like, he's so, like, uh, sensitive is not really the right word, but, like, so much more, I guess tactful than he was like in the first season yeah yeah definitely this is a yeah this is an improvement because it would have been very easy for him to just be like come on yeah looks exactly like you did it yeah exactly but he's so much more like sensitive he just is (laughs) he's more sensitive about it yeah unfortunately the parent the guy does not care about that at all he's like you know what, if you want to, you know, you want to jerk me around, you're going to have to get a warrant to go through my place because I, I don't care about this. Because he's annoyed that the, the this guy, Openshaw, the CEO, was like supposed to be taken to trial and then went missing and like the cops could never find him. And so he's like, you know, somebody finally does your job for you and you're coming to me with this. So Yeah. And he like very like rightfully lays out like all of the incompetencies that have happened throughout the like the case. Like, fair enough, bro. Mm yeah yeah fair enough got us there we did do that so then we get back to the brownstone and okay this is something that they have to do when they're um shooting tv and movies and stuff is that if a character is painting something they can't actually be painting it because continuity would get fucked up immediately yeah so they have to, like, just kind of paint over the same spot over and over again. Okay. Fine. <laughs> but. <laughs> but. Kitty, in this scene, is, like, painting a, a drawer to be, like, blood red instead of, you know, ivory or whatever. Yeah. She is just smushing a paintbrush on this. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, like, it's very, I have rage issues. <laughs> Her technique her form is so bad 
She's just like smooshing it. Like she's trying to destroy a brush and not like she's trying to paint a bureau. Yeah, she's just trying to break it. But also, Sherlock is such a dad in this scene. Like the way yes. he stuffs the music is just. <laughs> she's listening. Yeah, she's listening to super hard, like loud, uh, you know, like punk or, rock, you know, metal or something. And he turns the music off and he's like, what if I had been an intruder? <laughs> um, no. I also think it's interesting, like, how many ways we see, like, comparatively to, like, how he was with Joan. Like, when, I mean, I guess he wasn't as worried about Kitty in this scene, but, you know, like, when it was in the first season when he, like, is chucking stuff at her, like, at Joan, like, <laughs> could have been a knife, you know? It's just, <laughs> just the very different approaches to the two people, I think, is interesting. Like, you can see how he's not, it's not, she's not a carbon copy of Joan, like, at all. And yeah. she, like, adjusts accordingly, which I really like. Yeah, absolutely. God, I've forgotten that he did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kitty would probably not have been cool with it if he had thrown something at her. Yeah. And just said, like, could have been a knife. You don't know. Yeah, exactly. I also felt very seen because as soon as he comes in and she's painting, he's like, you know about my sensitivities. And he walks over <laughs> to the window and opens the window, which... As a person very sensitive to smells, I would also be like, what the, what are you doing? You gotta open a window. Yeah. And like right in the living room as well. Like she could at least do it in her own giant room. Also just, you can't paint indoors. Yeah. The fumes. Literally. Yeah. The fumes are too much. But she's, you know, she's a punk, so she doesn't care about fumes. I don't know. Uh, she's smelling all the paint fumes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, I like the way it makes my head hurt. <laughs> So anyway, the substance of this scene is that he tells Kitty that they followed her lead of, you know, um, Gabe Coleman, his address matching the zip code. And he thinks that Gabe Coleman is actually innocent because if he, you know, travels around all the time for his work, he could have easily sent the letters from anywhere, like... If he had thought about it for a second, you know, he wouldn't have sent yeah, it from right outside his house. Yeah, he had way too much opportunity to do it. He would have absolutely put it somewhere else. Like, if he was having enough yeah. forethought, like, it would... And also, when you're driving around, you see so many, like, post boxes and stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so much easier to send a, send mail from work than it is from home. Oh, yeah. At 100%. least... Yeah. So, Kitty's like, oh, cool. So, my my clue that I found was useless. And Sherlock's like, no, it wasn't useless. It was the opposite of useless. You know, the fact that it's so, con like, so clearly connected to him when it didn't need to be means that he's definitely innocent and possibly getting set up. So, yeah, it's really good. I like the way he encourages her. Oh, I actually, you know, I didn't like Kitty the first time I watched it, but every with each subsequent rewatch, I like her more and more. Like, she's so bratty <laughs> in the first couple of episodes, but, like, it's she just great. Is. You know who else was bratty in the beginning of when you see when you meet them, Sherlock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do. I am a little like I know why she's like this, but I am like every time she's like, huh, "Why? Don't you, why don't you think I'm great like Joan?" I'm just like, "Yeah, oh, I know." You gotta earn your dues. Joan exactly. read big stacks of books that Sherlock would leave outside yeah, the door also, all the time. Like 
it's hard when you haven't seen original Sherlock, you know? It's like, Kitty, you're not understanding how much you have met the new and improved Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> like, the amount of shit that Joan and everybody else had to put up with from Sherlock at the beginning. Like, oh my god. Right? He's being so nice and you don't even know. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's really hard to, like, take her seriously when she's, like, being so, like, upset. You know, when I'm like, Sherlock complimented you, like, three times today. <laughs> like, right. What are you talking about? Which is sad that that's my bar is so low for him. But, like, honestly. <laughs> yeah, the man is socially inept a lot of yeah. times. So, because people, yeah, people, people used to just have to go off of his actions alone and nothing that he yeah. said because everything he said was rude. Exactly, I know. I, I do, <laughs> and I think that's another reason why I like the interactions between him and Kitty so much because it's so nice to see him trying literally so hard mm-hmm. <laughs> to like be like tactful and you know encouraging and yeah. actually like teaching. Yeah, it's like if you knew how much you have Joan to thank for this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's good. So, yeah, so basically the scene ends with Sherlock being like, well, Gabe Coleman definitely didn't do it. And it's basically a smash cut to Gabe Coleman being like, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is why I was like double whammy before because the break-in was, I mean, like, this is cutting ahead a little bit, but the break-in was where he, the evidence was planted, I reckon. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, him saying, oh, I wasn't in the building was because that was the ideal time for them to plant the evidence. Right. So that's right. like a nice little detail. Yeah. They picked the perfect time to, like, frame him because, mm. oh, maybe you were out killing. And also, since you're not home, let me put this evidence there. Yeah. Joan is in, like, a weird kind of boho moment outfit. I was like, what is this dress? Who handmade this dress for Joan. I think the fact that I didn't notice the dress is, like, just the proof of how, like, <laughs> much of a nothing outfit it was, because it, it normally was, I'm yeah. like, ooh, Joan, a full body shot of her outfit, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's just this weird, like, kind of batik-looking cloth, I don't know, there's, like, a ribbon on the neckline. I was just like, wow, what? okay. what are you doing? <laughs> like, a a ribbon to gather it to see like for how tight or not tight you want the neck opening to be i, I don't know right. anyway i'm talking about it too much um it's fine it was a moment this was of course this is an episode where she wears the same outfit for like 80 percent of the episode yeah so every time i'm like this again <laughs> <laughs> of all the dresses to get anyway. this much screen time yeah exactly exactly it grew on me. As it went on, I was like, okay, well, maybe this is, like, she's going for a hippie kind of thing. Maybe it's not, like, a cheap dress. It's, like, a purposefully... Whatever. Anyway. So, yeah. yeah so she's... Sorry, I want to talk about her clothes some more. Um, because <laughs> I was reading when I was, like, really obsessed with, like, the wardrobe stuff. And I was reading about how the wardrobe designer tried to make it, like, stuff that women would actually be able to have access to. Like, obviously, there's a lot of designer stuff that she wears. But she pairs it with a mm-hmm. lot of stuff that you can get from, like... I mean, I don't think H&M is the right shop name, but, like, stores that are just there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Sears or something. Yeah. That is, yeah, that makes sense. Like, thinking about it, I can see that for sure. Like, a lot of her yeah, shoes imagine- are, kind of look like she's got, like, three or four pairs of shoes that she wears. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's cool. It's like, she, obviously, she's a fashion plate, but, like, 
and she has like a lot of cool pieces but she also has stuff that women just do wear you know which i like and i thought yeah. that made it like really realistic as well which i think is what the designer was going for if i remember yeah. correctly for sure it definitely grounds her as like a real person yeah like when she yeah when she's like hanging out in her pajamas or something she's just wearing like a tank top and shorts or something exactly. she's not wearing like a cute set you know, that's different a weird shirt with a tiger's head on it <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> Yeah, that's just one of her pajamas. It's just like this one T-shirt that has like I can't remember if it's a tiger, but it's like some kind of like animal. Oh, face. oh, oh, oh! Like a print. I yeah. I don't know why I was thinking like a a stuffed head, <laughs> <laughs> like the um. I, I like, that would seen, be weird for her yeah, to wear. <laughs> seen the Notting Hill? Have you seen Notting Hill? Mm-mm. No, okay, well, there's a scene where the one of the um guys. He's like the dopey roommate, and he's wearing this shirt, and it has like a plastic dinosaur head sticking out with like blood stains <laughs> <laughs> underneath it. And he's like, "Cool, right?" And he like taps it. Uh, anyway, that'd be so funny. <laughs> I can't think of a worse thing to wear to sleep than yeah. something with something Literally coming out of it. Would be terrible. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Joan doesn't wear stuff like that. No, she wears normal clothes. Anyway. So Gabe, oh my has god! Come in. Sorry, I just realized that the yes. that guy is Mycroft from Notting Hill. <laughs> Not realized. I mean, I knew that, but I just it for, I forgot in my head that that was the guy that I was talking about. Who wears the plastic dinosaur head? That's Mike. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what? I need to see this now. Yeah. <laughs> just dinosaur. Spike from Notting Hill. I'm gonna see if there's a picture of the dinosaur shirt. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> And it says, I love blood. Yeah. Okay, I forgot what it said. But <laughs> Why does he have so many ridiculous t-shirts? Oh, no. Oh, he's trying to, he's trying to figure out what to wear on a first date. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. So this is, this is all like the same scene. Is like yeah. The, wow. So one says, I love blood. And it's got the plastic dinosaur head coming out of it. <laughs> One says, you're the most beautiful woman in the world with a bunch of hearts on it. And then he's got another one that says, get it here with an arrow pointing down. Yeah. And the he, one turns ar- he turns around to leave and it says, fancy a fuck on the back. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, the one that says, you're the most beautiful woman in the world is the one that says, fancy a fuck on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they do this for Mycroft? <laughs> I know, he literally would have been so much more enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to see Joan in that in that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> well, Amazing. They, they should have done that, because then Joan would have taken one look at it and been like, no, that's giving me the ick, actually. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. She wouldn't have wasted her time. Yeah. Oh God. So funny. <laughs> it's also good, because the shorts he's wearing are, like, two inches long in this scene. Yeah. Another thing they should have brought for Mycroft. Anyway, the current episode. Gabe Coleman has come in. He's decided to confess to a crime that he definitely did. And Sherlock comes in and, and joins him. It's interesting. Joan is like, oh, yeah, let me, you know, I can take you to the captain. Um, why are you here? And, and Gabe's like, oh, I'm here to confess. And then we cut to Sherlock talking to him. So I don't... Yeah. I don't know if Joan, like, had any thoughts about that or what, but Sherlock says, you know, I 
don't think you did it. I think maybe, you know, that intruder that broke in, they didn't steal anything. Maybe they planted evidence during the break-in. And maybe you saw that and thought, oh, I must be being framed. Let me lean into it. And Gabe is like, no. I did it. Yeah. Obviously. So So convincingly. (laughs) Yeah, he looks terrified. Yeah. So he explains his, like, motivation a little bit. He says, when our son died, my wife and I were angry, and I think she wanted me to do something, and I wanted me to do something, and, you know, maybe it won't get it get her back, but she'll know that I did something. You know, I'm the guy responsible for, for killing the guy that took our son from us. Mm. And this is, a, this is, it makes sense why this is how it's framed in this scene. Because yeah. this is the character we meet, so, you know, he wants to show that he's done something. But, like, why didn't the wife also want to do something? Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, like, was... Like, why didn't she at least appear in the episode, you know? Like, why is it framed? Like, I guess it's, I guess maybe they cut out a bit where it was like she wanted to fight, but I just couldn't, you know? Like, I know he says the, it's about how depressed he was, but. Yeah. But he, I mean, but he says like, I think she, yeah, I think he mentions that she wants to fight, but she, he's also like, she wanted me to do something about it. And it's like she's also capable of doing things. Why does it, you know, why were they both like looking at him? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's Some more writer of a, like... making bad choices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, God, I was watching a, do you ever, did you ever see the movie with, um, not Taron Killam. Dang it. Robin Hood. Did you ever see the Robin Hood movie that came out a couple years ago? Uh, which one? Oh, Taron Egerton. Taron Egerton. Yeah. Did you ever, yeah. did you see that? Yeah. So it's him and um, there's a scene where he's like kind of new on the scene or something like he's not yeah. from where everybody else is from. And um, his girlfriend, Mary, what's her name? I don't Mary. remember. Whatever. Um, there's a point where like something has to happen. Like they're like, you know, we're we're in a bad situation. We got a revolt. And she's like, if you don't lead them, then who will? And I was like watching it like literally you i know what? she'd be you like all- living there the whole time she knew everything i know yeah i do remember that you actually. have more qualifications than him like <laughs> it's just like a smaller microcosm of that situation yeah. in this scene a little bit anyway it's not central to the plot of this episode at all yeah. just reminded me and it made me mad yeah, <laughs> fair enough I, th- I do think that the way the camera cuts between kitty and the guy though is really interesting yeah, this guy's reaction after a bad thing happened to him. So she's like, yeah. Yeah, I think kind of the, seen yeah, the character work that this actress does is so impressive. Like, what, yeah. I can't remember what her name is. I'll Google it right now. I feel like it's something like Olivia, but that, I'm just making that up. Ophelia Lovibond. Oh, okay, so close-ish. <laughs> pretty close, yeah. pretty close. People also search for Jake Johnson. What was she in with Jake Johnson? Oh, Minx. Yeah, that new, um, it's like, I think, a TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About the 70s. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, she's good. She's good. I, I think, yeah, I think Kitty could have very easily been flattened as a character if if she hadn't been acted correctly. Yeah. I think a lot of the success of her character is because of the acting. Yeah. Like, it's, because even 
with such good acting, like, I still hated her at first, you know? <laughs> yeah, she is still annoying. Yeah. She's still... I mean, you also, like, I think they do that on purpose. Oh, like, yeah. Isn't she, isn't she such a brat? Isn't she so abrasive for no reason? And then you're like, and then, you know, you learn why, and you're like, oh. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. I- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sherlock is like, look, if there's anybody who can prove that you aren't, that you didn't do this, it's me. Like, you got to talk to me if you want to not go to jail for this. And Gabe Coleman is basically like, no, I want to, I want to be guilty. I did it. So. Okay. So we go to elsewhere in the precinct. Joan and Belle are talking and they're, I just like seeing Belle and Joan be, you know, like friendly and they're coworkers, but they're also friends. The, yeah, they're besties. Belle starts a conversation like, when am I going to meet Andrew? Like I was supposed to meet him. We were supposed to get drinks, but like he bailed or whatever. Like he, we were supposed to get drinks. And Joan is like, oh, he's still hogging me. You know? Yeah. And Belle's like, <laughs> sounds nice. Like in the way of like, oh, oh yeah. my boyfriend is too busy with his new daughter. <laughs> I mean, protege. <laughs> I mean, friend, work friend. <laughs> it's not my- I know. Yeah. God. It's so, yeah, it's so like the TV show is telling you who you're supposed to ship. Literally. Okay? Yeah. Sherlock was gone for like three months and Joan got a new boyfriend. Belle did not. Yeah, exactly. There's a reason. This is, these are, this is just science. Literally. Yeah, I forgot that Belle said that. Yeah. Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice. Like the way he says Must it as well nice. is so intense. Like, it's so frustrating. So wistful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they they discuss that Openshaw, the CEO guy, had also been hit by a car like a couple weeks earlier. Um, and Joan is like, can you like look into that? Maybe, you know, maybe it was a previous attempt at his life that, you know, failed and that could be a lead or something. Yeah. And Belle's like, yeah, of course. And then this was just I wanted to congratulate or like get, give a little gold star sticker to the writers of elementary for this scene because... This is exactly, this is exactly what kind of talking negatively about somebody who you work with, with a coworker yeah, is like. I know. It was done so perfectly. Like that sort of feeling out of like, so are we, uh-huh. are we okay to complain about this person Do or, we? you know, can we? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because Belle's like, so you met Kitty. She's intense. Which is just, like, a little, like, feeler of, like, yeah. do you also think this? Yeah. And Joan is like, that's not the word I would have used. Yeah. Like, ah! I know. It's so great. <laughs> they literally just, it, this well, episode like, has so much Joan and Belle interaction, and it's great. Yes, yes. Like, if this was, yeah, this was a different show, Belle would have been like, oh, my God, I'm so glad you think that, dude, yeah. because I was <laughs> Anyway, so then they, uh, Joan gets a... A text from Sherlock that they are going to interview the assistant U.S. attorney, the AUSA. And Kitty is also there. She's kind of annoyed. She's like, you think you didn't think I could do this interview by myself? Yeah. And then Joan shows up and she does the classic thing of Sherlock is like, oh, Watson. And she's like, hey. And then looks at Kitty and goes, Kitty. Yeah, it's so funny. Also, they were having like such a nice moment before Kitty saw Joan and then got all moody. Yeah. Yeah. So they go into the office with this woman. Uh, this is where, this is the person where I was like, oh. Right. Yeah. This is, 
hmm, this is not a benevolent actor. Yeah, she <laughs> um, she's the woman from The Librarian. I don't know if you've seen The Librarian. I don't think I have. Okay. What is that? It's like, you know, a straight-to-TV movie. Mm-hmm. I think it was by... Dean Devlin or John Rogers, one of the one of the guys who did Leverage, okay. Who, and they, there's a show based on it as well called The Librarians that also has Christian Kane in it. Um, highly recommend all of it, by the way. Like I'm making it sound terrible, but it's okay. actually great. <laughs> um, and it's basically about this guy called the Librarian who's like in charge of, like this. It's like magical history stuff, basically. Okay. Yeah. All right. I could see that being good or bad. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's kind of like that <laughs> Warehouse 13. Have you ever seen that? Yes. It's kind of that vibe. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Show. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'll check it out. I'll see it. I'll take a look at it. Yeah. That's what I mean by I'll see yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you know, add it to the list of things that you definitely tell people, oh, I'm definitely going to watch this, but you never get around to because you have to be in the right mood. Oh, my list is so long. Mm. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I think she's British. Um, So her American accent was like very American. That, that would explain it. Yeah. Yes. I did get that vibe because her accent is very accurate. Yeah. It is very good. But I was like, where is this woman from? Yeah. Because... I was like, where in America is this woman from? Because it's not it's not as noticeable as some people. Yeah, because I don't think she has... But there's- I think she lived in quite a few different places growing up. Like, I know that she grew up in England a little bit, but I think she lived... I Because I think she has both American and um, English citizenship. So... Mm. Or something like that. Oh, I can't remember exactly. Okay. But um, so she doesn't have, like, a super strong British accent, but it's not as American as it is in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good for her. Yeah. Do you feel like you're you have a, a mixed accent? Like, are you is your yeah? I mean, it really depends is who I'm skewing talking more. to, who it comes in and out of. Like, if I've been talking to my mom for two weeks, then I come back and I'm like sounding very um, South African, you know? Like, I'm like, mm. if we're like this all the time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but right, otherwise, right, right. it's because I had like I went to an international school from when I was about I don't know like nine. So I have like, okay. had a lot of American teachers as well. So like some of my vowels mm. are very American, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. A big mishmash. It's hard for it would be hard for me to understand that because all of my vowels are American. Yeah. So <laughs> any other ones, I'm you know, it's like hard for me to notice that I'm not noticing. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I always think that's interesting because it's like you would think that you know you learned English with a certain accent and that's the one you have. But I knew somebody who like in college so you know he was only like 18 or 19 who had a british accent full british accent until he was 12 wow or like and then like moved to america and has zero yeah i mean i really it's like yeah i think full american between the ages of like 10 and 16 is when your accent like <laughs> solidifies <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's when you it's when you grow the most of your height and also your accent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think cuz there were like two British kids who went to my high school um who like moved, you know, later on later in life. And I think they kept most of their British accent except that I I do believe that they were persuaded to say water a different way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some words are just different. Like, I think the one that um, I get, like, the most flack for is I say vitamin instead of vitamin. Oh. Yeah. Is that... So... In Australia, they vitamin. say vitamin, whereas I say vitamin uh, in South Africa, so... 
Right, 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 right. And I think I've changed most of my other pronunciations to the Australian pronunciation. The only two I'm sticking to are vitamin and I say project instead of project. Keep that one. We do that in America too. <laughs> we I do think say Australia vitamin, is the only place who says, oh, I have a school project, you know. Project? Yeah. Like instead of project? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking about it like I've been to multiple places and heard people talk about their school <laughs> projects before. I'm like, hmm, in my experience of the 30 countries I've been to. No. Uh, anyway. Vitamin. Yeah. My personal opinion. Anyway. Yeah. So they, um, they talked to this woman who in this episode is from America and could have fooled me, me and kind of did. Um, and they're like, so... Gabe, we think Gabe Coleman didn't do it. Um, who can you point us in a different direction? She's like, What? I thought he confessed. And Joan says, We think Gabe Coleman is innocent. And Kitty says, We, and there's just this like second of Joan and Sherlock just like looking at Kitty, just like side eyeing her. Like, what are you doing? And then looking, going back. <laughs> I know. She's, ah, oh, she's so funny. She's literally bratty teenager in this. Yeah. And, like, they're sitting across from the AUSA, and she's, like, at the end of the table. So she's, like, at a 90-degree angle from the, like, it's just, like, would you like to join us, young lady? Or are you going to be off in your own corner? Literally. <laughs> so, yeah, they, like, look at her for a second, and they're, like, anyway. And, uh... They learn that the FBI was actually on the, you know, on her instruction was tailing the lawyer of this guy because, you know, they were like, we were thinking maybe the lawyer knows, you know, he's in contact with his lawyer and the lawyer knows where he is. And uh, Sherlock's like, oh, great. Can we like go through the surveillance footage? Because maybe, you know, maybe you'll have footage. Um, you'll have captured, you know, whoever was after this guy. You know, maybe maybe on second look, you'll notice if you're not looking at him, if you're not looking for him or Openshaw, you'll see, you know, some other person. Yeah. Whatever. And um, the FBI, I mean, the, the AUSA says, no, that's not going to be possible because of privilege and client confidentiality. And I, we'll, we'll look at it internally. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And this is where I think this is where I was like, oh, right. Like yeah. watching this, like. No, she's she doesn't seem upset that she can't give them this footage yeah. at all. Very politician kind of way. Yeah. And then Kitty Kitty forgets her place. <laughs> Kitty's like we can see stuff that your people aren't going to be able to see. Like me and Sherlock, we're like really good at this and I like know. in the most cringy way possible. I think oh I think God, I skipped yeah. over this bit because I remembered it and as soon as she started talking. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> yes. Yeah, I paused it to write notes and like had to remind myself like, "No, I have to keep watching it yeah. even though it's like, yeah, it's so bad." Yeah, cuz first of all, it's it's like so it's so childlike the way she's like me and Sherlock, like you know, like me and Mister me and Mister Holmes are like so much better than you guys. And then she's like, maybe you don't want us to look at this footage because maybe you want to obstruct justice, and that's not very cool. Maybe the media would like to hear about that. And Sherlock's like, oh, okay, she's kidding, obviously. <laughs> and uh, 
the a- the AUSA is like, so great to meet you guys. Uh, goodbye. You're gonna leave now. Yeah. Because obviously that wouldn't work. Yeah. What are you doing? You're not even a. You're not even part of the police. You're just some lady. You can't like threaten to blackmail somebody to get evidence. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Somebody that high up too, the assistant yeah. U.S. attorney. Ridiculous. Maybe it's so just she- because she's English, so she's like, oh, it doesn't affect me. <laughs> right. She's like, yeah, you're the U.S. attorney. Um. So yeah, as they're leaving, she's she's like, I messed up. You don't have to say it. And Sherlock goes, No, no, I want to. <laughs> Uh, I just thought that was funny. Yeah, um, it's, no, it's it's great. Like Sherlock, <laughs> he's like gives her so much grace and everything else, but in this minute, he's like, uh, no, we're gonna talk about it." <laughs> yeah, what the hell was that? Yeah, so he's like, "This that was a terrible idea," you know, uh, accusing an, an assistant U.S. attorney of obstructing justice. Like, what do you think? And she's like, "I." I just was trying to do something because I feel like since Joan came back, you know, since you've been working with Joan again, I've been demoted. And this is where Sherlock says, like, did it not occur to you that maybe I want you to learn from Joan also? Like, maybe she's not here to replace you. Maybe she's here for your benefit. Yeah. Doi. It did feel a little bit like, okay, like post justification, though, like, you know, (laughs) I'm not bringing Joan along because I just want to hang out with her again. I'm bringing her so you can learn. Yeah, so you can learn. I, knew, I, I brought her because because I knew you would be there. So that you... So, yeah. Because she's so great that obviously you would learn from her, not just me get to hang out with her. Exactly. Duh. I think it's both. I think it is both. Like, yeah. He's like, I just want to hang out with her because she's such a good detective. I mean, uh, because she's a good detective that you can learn from. Yeah. So there you go. Because he he even specifically says, like, watching me and her, like, watching us work together could could teach you something. Yeah. It's like, "Mm, but does she, she doesn't need to be Joan. She just needs to be a detective. Like, yeah. You just, you just liked it. You just like working with Joan. (laughs) Yeah. Sherlock's complicated. (laughs) (laughs) He's allowed to have multiple um, reasonings. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So Joan is back at the precinct and she runs into Belle, who was just about to call her because uh, he looked into that big car that must have hit uh, Openshaw based on the like bruising that he had. And um, they found the driver of a paratransit van. Do you know what that is? I don't actually know what that is. Google will know. Maybe something medical. Oh... Ah, yes. Paratransit provides transportation for people with disabilities who are unable to use regular fixed route transit services. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Um, That's an interesting detail. Yeah. So, yeah, so that guy's here. They're they're talking to him. Um, he's, like, really nervous because he's, like, you know, Middle Eastern descent of some kind. And he's like, I I don't want any trouble. Like, ah. And they're yeah. like, you're not... You're not in trouble. Like, we just want to know what happened. Like, is this the guy that you hit with your van? And he's like, uh, yes, I think so. Is that the answer you want? Am I doing the right thing? Yeah, tell, tell me you? what like, you want me to say. Just tell me what to say. Yeah, <laughs> poor guy. Sherlock calms him down by being like, look, we're not citizens of here either. Like, we don't care about that. We just want to know the truth. 
so the guy says, like, in telling his story, he says, you know, like, I had a green light. This guy just, like, ran out in front of my car. Like, I tried to stop, but I hit him anyway, you know. And then once they calm him down and ask for more details, he says, yeah, so after I hit him, he got up and, like, looked at the other person and they both ran away. And they're like, both? What? Who else was there? Do you Do you know who the other person was? And he's like, okay, you're messing with me, right? Because... She's really important. She's on TV. She's right here in the file that you gave me. And she points at this picture. He points at this picture of the AUSA. Yeah. Very sus. They're like, she saw him like three weeks ago. And then (laughs) I think maybe this is just my like people pleaser instincts. But they're like, Bella's like, would you excuse us for a moment? And they all get up and like abruptly. Leave I the know. Room I was like, like, oh my gosh, don't do that to the poor guy. <laughs> I know. I was like, tell him he's not in trouble. Yeah, literally. <laughs> okay, we're just going to leave because that was part of the case. I guess you couldn't say that, but like at least say something. Yes. Like, you did great. Can you excuse? Like, can you? We're just going to. Just literally anything like, you're not in trouble. Yeah, (laughs) instead of, let's just all leave right now, all together, all like eight of us. (laughs) Looking kind of upset about the thing you just said. Yeah, and the guy's like, the guy's face as they leave is just like, what? So, anyway, they're they're talking in the hallway, and they're like, weird that she says she had no idea where he was if she saw him three weeks ago. And like, yeah, maybe they randomly ran into each other, but, you know, if you randomly ran into somebody you've been chasing... For like a year and a half, you would tell someone yeah. about it. You know, you wouldn't say nothing. So they got to go talk to her. So they go to back to her office, back to the AUSA's office. And she's like, well, you said it yourself. Like, I've been on TV. People do that sometimes. They like see somebody on TV and they re- they recognize them from TV and they think that they recognize them from a crime scene. So that's probably what happened. Yeah, he just got confused. He's confused. Yeah. They also say, like, you might be running for Congress because the AUS, the New York AUSA office is, like, a stepping stone to blah, 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 whatever. So maybe that's the reason, you know, I don't know how they connect it as yeah. her motive for killing the guy or not. Because basically whatever they say, they're like, well, you're running for Congress. So maybe that's why you, why you were something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Chasing the she's like, so hard. Yeah, and then she's like, yeah, I was running for Congress, which is why I wanted to put him on trial. Oh, yeah, so I I think maybe it was that they were like, oh, so you didn't tell anybody because you didn't want him to be found because, you know, you didn't want, because you were about to run for Congress, so you don't want anything messing that up, like a case. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And she's like, actually, the case would have been good. Yeah. Yeah, so so that's an interesting thing. That's always, like, an interesting element when somebody's like, you have so much motive to do this or the opposite of it. Yeah. Like both give like, you a really good motive. It's yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Especially because like that kind of almost makes it more realistic because you're like, well, I picked something, you know, like either would be g- give me a good option. So if you didn't think I did it, you know, great. If you did, I can be like, no, actually the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, I just wanted to say her lawyer in this, or the guy that's with her, is so useless. Does he even say anything? He just sits there looking concerned. He doesn't do anything. Yeah. He looks surprised yeah. when they talk to her. 
It just looks, he's like, what are you going to do? You're her lawyer. <laughs> he's like, oh, shit, seriously? Yeah, literally. <laughs> Not useful. Not useful at all. <laughs> uh, elsewhere at the police station, um, you know, they're, they're going over something or other. You know, Sherlock's making copies or something. And Joan is like, so Belle and I were talking about Kitty earlier. And I looked her up. I did a background check on her. And... Did you know her her records only go back five years? And Sherlock's like, okay, do you think I just pick random people to be my protégés? Like, you think I don't know what's going on with her? And Jonah's like, okay, what is going on with her? And Sherlock's like, so anyway, this case is pretty interesting, huh? Yeah. He's not interested in talking about it. Yeah. I mean, I love Joan, but she can be kind of judgy sometimes, especially because I think she's so used <laughs> to, like, her opinion or, like, knowing best that sometimes mm. she's like i just know best guys <laughs> when <laughs> yeah why haven't you given me all of the information so that i can make an appraisal literally because my opinion will be correct yes exactly you know and it's like i know she's had to trust her own judgment for so long and very rightfully so but like sometimes i'm like girl <laughs> <laughs> it's fine it's yeah. okay yeah. you don't have to know everything actually <laughs> right, right. It's like the, you know, the guy, the married guy. It's like, okay, he was married, but it's not like that's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and on the first, oh. I think it was the first date, right? Like, yeah. She was suspicious after the first date and looked him up. And then for the second date was like, um, yeah. Yeah. So Sherlock is like, this is interesting. This puts a whole new light on the whole us not getting to look at the footage of her being of openshaw's lawyer this puts a whole new light on like her denying us that footage so then they decide to talk to shaved seth rogan again yes <laughs> um <laughs> special agent bowden and he's he's like okay i'll tell you but you have to promise not to like get me in trouble for it or something and captain is like uh, we'll see what you're about to tell us. I know. He's like, it depends what I hear. And then he just carries on like that was an assurance. And I'm like, buddy. And they yeah. do that so often. Yeah. They're like, well, okay, whatever. Thought I could get a deal out of it, but whatever. That's, I 100% would do that. Yeah, me too. I would be like, I, I, well, I what do you have for game, me? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Like, do you have a, do you have a warrant? No. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's why I don't do any crimes. I can't. Yeah. I can't can't do that kind of stuff. I don't do any of the crimes that cause police to come to my house. Yeah, you know I mean? exactly. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't know. Um, I'm not admitting to any crimes on a podcast, <laughs> even theoretically. <laughs> <laughs> when I watched Better Call Saul earlier today, it was from a site I paid for. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when I first watched Elementary, I definitely watched it all on Stan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, does does Australia have the like the thing that like the BBC has where you can? Is it like a centralized streaming thing, no, or do you have? We, I just have a different one. It's just on the Stan is one of the streaming sites that we have. Um, I think it's I think it's Australia based, but it does have Elementary on it. That's how I watched hmm. the newest two seasons because I took a, I actually took a big break in between. So I was, I watched it as it came out and then I think I got up to like season five, I think, or season six. How mm -hmm. many, how many seasons are there? Seven. 
seven. Yeah, I think it got up to the end of season five, and then I was like, oof, and stopped watching, and then picked it up like much later, like maybe a year. I think actually I picked it up just before I found this podcast because. Um, then I rewatched it all, and then I was like, "Oh my god, I need more elementary now." <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, that's funny. I kind of I did the opposite. I yeah. think I I watched not live uh, up until like season five. Uh, maybe I don't remember if I watched six live or if, or just seven, but I know at least six and seven. I or at least seven, maybe six. Also, I watched like weekly as it came out. On, like, Hulu, like, the next week. Yeah. But, and then, like, the season finale I put off for a really long time. Because yeah. I was like, what if it's bad? Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. A uh, series finale, I mean. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, that's so interesting. Like, literally, yeah, no, it was great. Um, completely, <laughs> completely opposite, yeah. I think I used to, like, watch it live as well because they used to tweet during the, some of the, like, writers and stuff would, like, tweet during the show. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. You know what I just remembered? I had a dream last night uh, that Lucy Liu walked past me. Oh, wow. And she like, I want that maybe dream. she dropped something or something. And I was like, Lucy, I'm a big fan of you. <laughs> just like your old friends, you know. Hey, Lucy, how's it going? <laughs> Been a while. I think in, in the dream, I was like, oh, I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah. I did but the she, like, turned. And, yeah, you go. She like turned and, you know, was like, what? Like. To- like like she's not super famous and people aren't constantly yelling her name out. Yeah. Anyway, so cool. it's a nice dream. Yeah. I did the taxes with somebody the other day who um worked for like the Lucy Liu Foundation or something like that, which was pretty cool. Oh. Wow. I wonder if they have like a yearly fundraising gala that and she, she goes comes to. to. Oh my god, it would be so cool to find out. Wow. Wow. Did uh you must have heard um yeah the episode. I just always remember the episode with uh, Summer where they said they had uh, been on a plane. That oh, yeah. Was on. Yeah. So cool. And they were like normal about it. And yeah. I was, just like, I was like, could it be me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cannot relate, but yeah. cool. <laughs> I think I saw like one like minor like guy from the local band in a pub once and I like went literally mute <laughs> and left. <laughs> So I was, I could not do it. Uh, you know, like I would never, I don't think I would ever bother famous people, but like sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like so shy normally. So uh-huh. I just couldn't about people, especially people that I think are hot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I've had, yeah, I've had some celebrity run ins and I'm just, just weird. I'm not yeah. even like particularly like, oh, I'm more excited or I'm less excited. I'm just weird yeah. about it's it. It's like, I'm so aware of everything that I'm doing and saying, and that's just not a great way to live. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You're like, what do my hands normally do? <laughs> yeah. Where are they normally? <laughs> do I put my hands by my side? They definitely not like <laughs> open at this level, right? <laughs> one on my head? Is that yeah, that's what yeah. I do? <laughs> I no? stand on one leg, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, I think if Lucy Liu came by me, I would definitely lift a leg up instinctively, <laughs> try, like to lean on something, but I'm not in front of anything. Like. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be, yeah. I'm a big fan of your paintings. Um, <laughs> me too. She's so cool. She's done like everything. I know. Every time I see a picture of her in her studio with one of yeah. these giant paintings. So it's incredible. Cool. So like powerful feminine energy in all of her paintings as well yeah 
I love it. Anyway, <clears throat> I know that that's like basically on topic, but yeah. I, I do feel like I was just in a haze for yeah. a couple minutes there. <laughs> Too much prizing of Lucy Liu, as we should. <laughs> I know. You can see her freckles again in this episode. Oh, I know. I love her freckles. She's just so beautiful. So they're at the house of shaved Seth Rogen. Special agent shaped Seth Rogen. It's just funny. <laughs> he it's really just what does. He, looks like. he really does. Yeah. And he says, "Well, the um, the AUSA was talking a big game about this case being a slam dunk, but it used to be a slam dunk until they lost a box of files that was really important to the case and had like." All the evidence they needed to nail this guy. Yeah. So, uh, whoops. So, and then he's like, so she, she told me to start tailing Fordham, the lawyer, and I saw her meeting with him in secret. Da, da, da. Yeah. So, which you should honestly look at her. should have been like a big sign when I was watching it because like he, she told you to do that and then you just <laughs> happened to see her. Yeah, that was, yeah. I thought that was weird, too. It was like, how dumb is she? That she's yeah. like, you should watch him 24-7, especially when he drives under this underpass. I mean, no, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, Turn the cameras off yeah. at that time. Yeah, right. So weird. Turn the cameras off from two, 2 to 5 for no reason. Um. Anyway. So, yeah, so they go to the interview room. This is where we see the lawyer, where we see... uh. The AUSA's, like, personal lawyer. Oh, right. Okay. He has no lines. This guy does not talk. They come in, and they're like, so we found these bank transfers that you did, Miss AUSA, um, that you, like, you sent money to this lawyer, to Openshaw's lawyer. And, yeah, this is, like, you see the reaction shot of, like, her and the lawyer learning this, and her lawyer is like, oh, my God, what? (laughs) You did what? Did you do that? Yeah, he really does look like... Yeah, he really is giving everything away. Just terrible. Truly terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so then... But then she kind of, like, Uno reverse cards on on them because she's like... They lay it all out. They're like, you know, we know about the missing evidence. We know about the bank transfers. We know about this, blah, blah, blah. Like, you must have been meeting with the lawyer to arrange for Openshaw to escape, like, he must have been blackmailing you because he knew that your case wouldn't go well if you actually had to take a trial because you don't have this evidence. And she's like, okay. Yes. But why did Bowden know any of that? Yeah. Why did Special Agent Shaved Seth Rogen know any of that? Because, (laughs) Because the reason she didn't drop the case... Is because she didn't tell anybody about the missing evidence. Yeah. Because it would look bad if she, like, lost a box of evidence, you know. Exactly. It's a very important, high-visibility case. It's so very why cool. Would she basically lays out the whole, this whole, like, other scenario, which is a very lawyery thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's And then she says, like, and if I was in charge of telling him to trail this lawyer... Why would I tell him to, like, why would I meet up with him yeah. when I know they're watching him? Exactly the same thing that we were saying, you know, probably. Yeah. Bit, but yeah, 
it is like she and she is too smart to do that and it's not like that one guy from the hand of the cancer cells where you know he's doing it because he thinks he's so smart that he'll make himself look so dumb you know that it won't work yeah she's she's like actually smart yeah yeah like why would i yeah she's like i think what you need to do is go like is to talk to this guy again immediately and they're like hmm yeah. yeah, you have a good point. <laughs> Her lawyer in the background, like, takes out a handkerchief and, like, phew, wipes <laughs> his <Literally>. point away. <laughs> Ooh, it got rough Ooh. in there, but I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> so glad you had something to say there, because I did not. I thought we were. Uh, they had I was worried. <laughs> And then they go to his house, and they like they. I thought they were just gonna go have another interview, but no, they're like, uh, no, time no. to break in. Oh yes, they got the big yeah. The, it's a raid now. Yeah. They got the guys with the the armor and everything. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he's gone. There's no no trace of him. Like looks like he packed in a hurry. They say. So, oops. Guess they got their. They found their guy, mm-hmm. or the you know they've discovered who their guy is. So now um, Sherlock and Joan are at the brownstone, and Kitty is also there. But <laughs> well, that's the really how Kitty to... is feeling, hey? <laughs> she's she's sitting on the floor. She's sitting on a cushion on the floor next to the chair. Yeah, because she's yeah. so edgy. And she, she is, and she's she's sulking because yeah, they're like standing up at the clue wall, you know, and she's just like, hmm. nobody's asked me how I'm feeling. Yeah. Um. And Sherlock is saying, you know, this guy asked to be added to the case after they arrested Openshaw. So, like, basically after the case was complete, like, figured out, he asked to be added to it. But then he also killed him. So, like, if he knew about the evidence, that that's because he he probably stole that case of evidence. But then why would he steal the evidence helping Openshaw and then also kill him? Yeah. Which I think is... Oh, that Kitty brings this up. She, like, stands up and walks over to them, and she's like, this makes no sense. Like, why would he help him and also kill him? And Joan and Sherlock are standing next to each other looking at the wall of evidence. And Kitty shoulders her way in between them. (laughs) But not enough to move them, just enough to, like, squeeze through, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like, just go around. What are you doing? Um... And she takes a she, she takes a picture off the wall to look at it, and Sherlock's like, "But our collage? <laughs> Why would there's a Literally, whole new collage now? Our junk journal? <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, you know, two other people are looking at that, so yeah. the polite thing to do is leave it up. But so she's like, "Huh? I wish I had a pip. I could just you know take some drugs and chill out for a little bit." Oh, oops. I guess, Sherlock, you're an addict. I shouldn't be talking about drugs like that. Yeah. Really, really obnoxiously. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. And then she says, I'm going to go out. I'm going to give you guys your space. Like, come on. Yeah. Be an adult about it, perhaps. Like, maybe they're not including you because you're not saying anything. Yeah, it's true. And yeah, she's so funny. She's like, I'll give you your space. Uh, the way she says <laughs> it, she's so funny. It's like, clearly you want to be together. You don't care about me being there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, this is, I think we've all been there where you're like, 
why is no one paying attention to me? And it's like, yeah. Especially when you ha- been- you're not participating. Yeah. It, and I, like, I have been in that situation before, you know, where you've been friends with somebody for a long time and then their like childhood best friend comes back and you're like, oh, okay, I am still yeah. here though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just have to, you know, and most of the time the people are really nice. I mean, Joan is like the best. You just have to yeah. find a new groove and they do eventually, which is good. Yeah. It's funny. Like there's that tweet that's like, you never feel like more than more of a third wheel than when you're hanging out with two best friends. Yeah, that's like, true. You know, they are, and they are them. best friends. I, I I love it later on when they become more like um you know right now it's kind of like Joan against Sherlock and Kitty, but later on when it's like Kitty and Joan against Sherlock, it's just the best. <laughs> yes, he doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she leaves, and Sherlock's like, okay. I got to show you something. And they walk into some room somewhere in the apartment. And my brain leaked out of one of my ears as a liquid. Because (laughs) where the fuck is this room (laughs) in comparison to the other rooms? You can see, like, the kitchen off of this room, I think. But they cross this. They go across the hall. I'm just... I don't have anything smart to say about yeah. the layout of the apartment. I know. Is it the room where, like, um, Irene stayed? No. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. I can never remember. It's a different... Well, because the room that Irene stayed in had a bed. Yeah. But did it have a, bed? have a bed? Yeah, no, I know. But did it have a bed just because Irene was staying there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it did. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway, just antagonizing to my brain. Yeah. But anyway, uh, he goes into a fireplace and removes a set of bricks that have been, you know, removed from the a little secret hidey hole. And he takes out a um, a document envelope, manila envelope thing. She's like, how long has that been there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't get to know. <laughs> it's I know. Probably always been I- there. I have to say, Joan, like, honestly, when you found out about the cameras, how did you not go over the whole house and press every button and pick up every book <laughs> to find out if there were more secret doors or stuff like that? Like, I would have gone over Wiggle everything. every brick. Literally. Yes. You know, tap yes. along the floor, you know, is there a secret compartment over here? Hmm. Right. You don't have one free weekend day to just yeah. go around. <laughs> Sherlock probably would have been proud of her for doing Literally. that. He would have been he like, would have loved wow, it. You, you found 17 of my 22 compartments. Yeah, exactly. Good job. <laughs> 22, that's such a specific number. He absolutely would have that many. <laughs> and only one of them is a hollowed out book. Right, right, exactly. So he hands her this envelope. He says, basically, he's like, you know, you were curious about what happened to Kitty and I think you should know. I mean, you've already done a background check on her, so you might as well, you know, know the whole story. Uh, she was a victim of a very bad crime. She was taken by a man. And that's all he says. And then he's, he says, you know, like, I didn't tell you because she wouldn't want to be defined by her victimhood. She wouldn't want you to know. But, you know, you are, if you already kind of know, I might as well, you know, show tell you that it's not, you know, she's not a criminal. She's not yeah. on the run from her doing something bad and jonah's like okay thanks 
And then they get back to the crime. So Sherlock's like, Kitty is right, though. This case is weird. Like, why would this guy have helped and killed Openshaw? Yeah. And this leads to them cracking the case. I did... The other thing I noticed in this scene is that Sherlock is wearing um, dress shoes that appear to be a thousand years old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're so run down, which absolutely fits with him because he wears, you know, like suits and... Or, yeah, I think it, at this point he's wearing... He's wearing suits with the no tie. Yeah. Um, sometimes a vest, sometimes not. But he, he is definitely the kind of guy that would buy a pair of shoes... And yeah. then be like, why Wear would them. I need new shoes? I have shoes. Yeah, exactly. Wear them until they literally fall off his feet. Yes. Yes, absolutely. We've got the solution. And we learn a little um, psychological term here as well. Sherlock figures out why Bowden would have done these two things. He's like, what if helping Overshaw, Openshaw and killing Openshaw were not two parts of the same plan, but two different attempts to do the same thing, which was to close the case mm. or to f- end the case, at least. So, you know, stealing the box of files, you would think that would force the AUSA to, to drop the case, but it didn't. So he had to do the next thing, which was, you know, can't prosecute him if he's dead. So. Yeah. So a very big jump between the first thing and the second thing, but... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but he, he used creativity to overcome functional fixedness which is when you think of the thing when you think of something as just the thing that it's meant to do and you don't think of it as something else right yeah so basically you know but everybody else looked at the the pips in evidence the seized pips and saw you know a bunch of beads that can't be used as beads because they're Mm. poison but he saw a truckload of what, however much GHB is worth, you know, yeah. a lot of drugs. Like, we didn't think this guy was skeevy enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, drug evidence is disposed of in a really secured manner, but these pips, these plastic beads, were just going to get dumped. He just had to bribe, you know, one guy who was driving the truck to the garbage dump or whatever. So, they get him. They got him. They got him. They they find him in the middle of the night as he's trying to... Yeah. It is interesting that she was, like, doing something illegal, but she wasn't actually part of the, the end thing, which I thought was, like, a nice little twist, almost. Because, yeah. like, from the beginning, it really does seem like it's going to lead to her. Like, she's not the obvious suspect, but she's, like, the second, you know? She, it's one that it feels yeah. like it's going to be the lead up to. She's very... Yeah, because she's, she's uh, like, played by a good actress and, yeah. like... You know, you can see that she's like scheming and plotting and stuff. Yeah, I yeah, it is a good, it's a good twist, but not like one that comes out of nowhere. You know, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense that she, you know they do dis- they do uncover something about her, and it is shady. And but the way that they uncover it does lead back to the other guy as well. You know, because he does yeah. mention the the evidence and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just thought it was. I actually think this episode is so well written. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, like, ties together very well. Because there yeah. are some episodes where you're just like, oh, remember that random guy that we saw, like, for two seconds? Yeah. It turns out he he's the cousin of, you know, it's like, what? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Or, like, you left with so many questions and there's so many plot holes. But, yeah, I think they did a really good job with this episode. Yeah. And the, the van driver is still in that room that they left him in. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's like, oh, guys, no. can I leave or can I say the right thing? <laughs> Am I okay to go? Oh. <laughs> Shame. Uh, so, um, no, he's not there because Kitty is actually in that room. Uh, Joan goes to the police station and, um, Kitty's going over their old files, actually. Uh, cause Joan is like, oh, you know, have you seen Sherlock? And he's doing something. And, and Kitty's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm looking through your old files with Sherlock. I, I think I might be able to learn something from them. So hmm. that's nice. Yeah. And Joan says to Kitty, um, so Sherlock gave me this envelope. And I didn't read it because none of my business. <laughs> now that I have all of the information, I have decided it's none of my business. I <laughs> know. I know. She's so funny. Uh, and Kitty's like, well, you, sh- you should. I want you to. You yeah. know, I, I, I think you should, you know, Sherlock said I should learn more about you. And why don't you learn a little bit more about me? And, you know, all the stuff in there is like, newspaper articles and like some examinations or something like that so she's you know it's it's not like horrible you know yeah victim statements or bloody whatever so yeah i thought it was really nice as well and again i think it was a really good writing choice to have her make the decision to share her past like i know technically she agreed but like it was it was a good one yeah yeah and again this is another thing of of the acting where she's she says like straight out like you should read them. I want you to. Yeah. Um, and I could definitely see this going a different way where, you know, somebody could do a line read of like, no, I, I want you to like, yeah, just like kind of going along with it. But she does have, you know, a bit of agency in it. And yeah, I think, I think it also allows her to kind of be like, you know, yeah, this happened to me, but it's not this horrible dark cloud hanging over me all the time. Like, yeah, you can know about it and still, exactly. it's not her defining moment. You know, it's not the, only thing about her basically exactly and so the last shot is joan deciding to open up the envelope and and read it and i uh, wrote that she is at stanley Bluebrick reading the files wearing a ponytail yeah <laughs> for anyone you know for anyone tracking that <laughs> yeah ah sherlock is so right where he's like you're equally as attractive with your hair up for your hair down <laughs> yes yes exactly her, her ponytails are always so bouncy yeah I just perfect <laughs> practically perfect in every way yes i have just remembered that we have been planning to record for over a week and i forgot to ask for questions <laughs> i forgot to so that's all right dang it <laughs> what <laughs> It's too late. Um, <laughs> if you were going to mail five orange things to people, you <laughs> once I mailed my friend a picture of a crab because I saw that thing on Tumblr where like being a grown up is so wild. You could just mail a picture of a crab to somebody, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> I could do that. And I sent like the most stock photo <laughs> crab with the Shutterstock logo as big as possible across it that I could find. <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent did you yeah. put it in an envelope or like yeah. postcard style no in an envelope um in an envelope. <laughs> i think it was the first piece of mail i ever sent him and he was like what is this because he wasn't as online as i was and he was like <laughs> what and then i found out later that he doesn't really like crap 
lips. So it was almost like a threat. I was like, I'm sorry. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done it if I had known you didn't like crabs. And he was just like, I don't like the way they walk sideways. It freaks me out. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I have, and like, now we bail each other sometimes, which is just great. <laughs> so it started a nice thing, but... <laughs> That's so, every turn of that was funnier than the last. Oh my god. That yeah. he didn't know why you were sending it, and that it was something he didn't, oh man. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it was great, actually. Oh man. Like, I felt bad, but. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like you mailed him a crab. No, <laughs> like, just a picture. Just a really a picture. terrible printout. I can't remember if I printed out in color night. It might have been black and white as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. Was it Tumblr that somebody wrote an address on a potato and put a stamp on it? Oh, that's... I don't know, but that does sound like a Tumblr thing. <laughs> yeah. Cause, I mean, I wonder... I mean, you could always try it. Yeah. I don't know what the laws are about it, but... Yeah. It's crazy sometimes the things... You know, like, there's those laws that are like... I mean, not laws, but there's... Like, how many times does something have to happen before you put a sign up about it? In <laughs> yeah. South Africa, they, in like several of the post shops that we'd been to, there was a sign that was saying, no human remains sent through the mail. And I was oh. like, oh, how many times has that happened that you have to have a sign just in the, in the normal post yeah. office next to like the mall? Don't put any freaking ashes in here. Yeah. We're sick literally. of it. Oh, man. But it's not even, I mean, I said, I just said ashes, but. The sign didn't say ashes. No, it said human so, remains. Yeah, it's like if if you have if you have something at the ashes of something else, you can mail it. Yeah, but not <laughs> human remains. Yeah, stop mailing your dead people's hands back and forth to each other. <laughs> oh no, Sick that's of it. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the cold high five, and it's creepy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> the worst prank ever. Oh uh, yeah. Not like my harmless <laughs> like crab, yours. Frank. <laughs> just, just a photo of a crab. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like mailing stuff. It's so fun. Um, except that the Australian mail right now is being really terrible. Like, I have a friend in Canada that I've sent, like, like four packages to, and um, she's only received one postcard. I'm like, are you kidding oh. me? <laughs> like, oh, I put no. so much effort into those packages. I'm just hoping that they'll just get there. Yeah, are you sending, like, cookies and stuff? Maybe they're eating No, them. it's not food. It was, like, um, one was um, just a letter with, like, a... Um, I don't think she's going to listen to this. So it was, like, a Mr. <laughs> Men book. Like, my favorite Mr. Men book. And then, What's that? Um, so they're, like, these little books. It's, like, Mr... I think there's been a meme going around where it's, like, Little Miss. Oh, Little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, the, yeah, so the original, yeah, the original books were the Mr. Men series. So they were like, I don't know, like 80, and they spelled out Mr. Men on the spine when you put them all together. And each little book is, you know, and my favorite one was Mr. Nonsense because, you know, they would just have like just crazy stuff where they, like one scene is him, like they played drafts. So they opened all the doors in their house, you know, like that kind of thing. So uh. it's just cute, yeah. So I sent okay. that and then just like some pens and stuff. So, yeah. Aww. I'm hoping they get there. I'll keep you updated. It's been, well, last October was the first one that I sent. So it's been almost a year. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That's so. a long time. Yeah. yeah. There's just one tugboat that's trying <laughs> to get from Australia to yeah. Canada. Just. <laughs> I'm 
it's still going. Yeah, it's still going. five centimeters a day. <laughs> uh, wild. You guys, like, we're well, any day now. We'll get to the other side. <laughs> uh, it's just your package and like one other thing that yeah, somebody but else I is have- mailing. Yeah, I have really bad luck with mail. Like, I really do. Oh. I don't know why. It's like it's like I have, like, some kind of curse on me. Except when I'm sending my mom stuff, which is great. Like, I'm glad my mom always gets her presents and things on time. But it's funny that it's so, like, specific. Yeah. Dang. Australia, what are you doing? I mean, do you send a lot of international mail? Like, um, No, I send... Well, I mean, I send a reasonable amount. Because um, I have, you know, I have friends in, in quite a few different countries because, like, I went to an international school for a while. And, um, mm-hmm. like, also I have, like, a lot of online friends. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's, like, a very internet thing to say. Yeah. It's like, I send a reasonable amount of international mail. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, are you a king from the, you know, 1400s or <laughs> just, like, a regular person? Yeah, and also I have family back in South Africa as well, you know, so yeah. I send them mail sometimes, but... yeah. Yeah, I I don't send any mail really. I sent orders when I had an Etsy store, but oh, you had an Etsy store? That's cool. What kind of stuff yeah. do you make? Um, little embroideries. Ooh. I um, yeah, I like. I did it because I was embroidering a lot, and I was like, I don't want to have all these in my house. Yeah, so I'll just, like, sell them. <laughs> And then it got to be that I was, like, basically only doing it when people ordered stuff. And then the orders became less frequent. And then, so, like, every time I would get an order, I'd be like, oh, shoot, I have to, like, go do this. And it's like... Yeah, and it stopped being fun. Yeah, I was like, maybe I shouldn't force myself to do this if it's not... Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's on hiatus. I, like, I feel like I'll probably bring it back up at some point, but... Yeah, why not? You put it all the way to set it up, you may as well just pause it instead of, like relating at all but yeah i know it's hard like monetizing your hobbies it can be such a bummer yeah like i make cards and i bullet journal and mm-hmm. i briefly thought about like selling the cards that i make but i'm like i think it would be like way less fun if i had to like mm-hmm. you know yeah out. especially when you have like if it has to look like a certain thing yeah when you're done with it and it's like what yeah. if i just like goofed around literally that and that is my card making style i'm just like hmm, i'm gonna just pull out some random stuff and stick it on and see how it goes <laughs> yeah do you mail the cards that you make though yeah yeah nice so, and birthdays as well and also like um i look i make christmas cards for all of my clients at the end of the year as well <laughs> oh nice your clients what do you do for work so i work as a cleaner and then i during the tax season i do people's taxes as well oh interesting yeah I was going to ask if you could do mine, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no, only Australian We're tax. in different countries. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's tax season at I'm the moment, so... which is why yeah. like, my schedule's been so hectic because I'm working the two jobs. Um, yeah, it's very yeah. intense. But it's only July to October, and then it's back to normal life, which is great. Makes sense, yeah. Are your taxes due in October? Well, you can do them any time between July and October. Oh, submit your, okay. Submit your tax return. In the U.S., it's April 15th, is tax day. And oh, okay. Yeah. My mom told me one time, you can submit your taxes up to three years late. Oh. And she really shouldn't have told me that yeah. because now I haven't... I Like, every year previous to this, I've just, like, done it as soon as I get, like, my forms for it. I'm just like, right. well, just whatever, set it in. But this year, I'm like, well, I can just do it whenever. Yeah. I'm just, so I still haven't done it. It's like... What is this? What am I gaining from this? Yeah. <laughs> from not doing my taxes for Yeah. Months. I mean, I think that's why people 
come and get them done at tax agents because like it is it's a lot of stress when somebody else can just do it all for you even though it's like pretty straightforward because everything is online so you basically just fill mm-hmm. out the form and they prompt you like so well on our website yeah. but um it's it's nice to have somebody else do it for you yeah i work as a well i must just okay i i work as an independent contractor for the um the murder mystery stuff that I do. Right, yeah. Um, so you don't get the standard text form, you get a different one. Yeah. So I was I was about to say I work as a 1099 employee, but that means nothing to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, so I always go to these like websites where it's like, it's totally free to um, file your taxes through us. And then there's like a little asterisk and like the second form that I have is the asterisk. Oh, no. Like it's, yeah. you know. It's like, it's totally free if you have the normal one, but if you have another one, then it's more. And I'm just like... Yeah, for us, that's... Yeah, so independent contractors for us, if you're just, like, one person doing it, it's a sole trader here. So, and that does cost Mm -hmm. a little bit more depending on how much bookkeeping you need done. But most of the time, it's pretty... Mm -hmm. Like, you just put it on the same return. So it's... Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry to everybody in my life that I've made talk about taxes (laughs) for so much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I do enjoy it I enjoy it for the same reason that I like cleaning and that it's like very straightforward you know and you like take a mess and make it not a mess anymore but yeah 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 those those do seem like kind of similar tasks yeah is like take a bunch of unorganized like things or information and make them make sense yeah exactly so if anybody is in Australia and needs their taxes done and or their cleaned, residence yeah. clean, hit up Eris in our LMNOP Discord. <laughs> Segway time. Yeah. Um, LMNOP is a podcast that you have just listened to, but it also has a Discord. If you go to the link at the uh, bottom of the episode description, you can join. You can use our fun emojis of Sherlock making faces, of Joan being the moon, etc. Yeah. Uh, you can talk to me, you can talk to Eris, yeah. you can talk to anybody else who happens to be in there. And um, you can also follow me on Twitter. Um, well, you can follow the show on LMNOPcast on Twitter, or you can follow me, Val Flight Cub, at Flight Cub B. The second B in Flight Cub stands for a big painting that Lucy Lou did <laughs> that I enjoy. Yeah, that I stare at often. <laughs> exactly oh man i wonder if she sells any of her paintings that would be really interesting like i would never out. have enough money i would never have enough money to buy one i'm sure she does but i would work my whole life <laughs> to try yeah that'd be so cool maybe she just does like gallery i think she does like displays of them right like she has what's the what's the word for when you do an art display like a gallery showing uh, a showing a showing yeah a note yeah i need to move to los angeles immediately yeah <laughs> Oh my god, imagine so owning a piece of Lucy Liu art. That'd be so iconic. Imagine touching something that she's touched. <laughs> <laughs> imagine Lucy Liu. After, imagine Lu- think about Lucy Liu. <laughs> wow. You know, if I met Johnny Lee Miller, I would also be excited to meet him. Oh, he's and I would be enraptured. 100%. He seems like such a cool dude. And he's on... I follow him on Instagram. And like, like genuinely 80% really? of his story posts are about his cat. Oh, I know. I love that. Yeah, it's amazing. Amazing. Highly recommend following he used, him. He used to be married to Angelina Jolie. Is he married right now? He did? Johnny Lee Miller? Yeah. To Angelina yeah, Jolie? They, That's They wild. met on the set of Hackers. Wow. Yes. I did not yes. know that. Oh, yes. 
Yeah, we had a question one time about uh, somebody was like, mentioned mention the fact that they wore vials of each other's blood. Oh my god. As necklaces. That is so just wild. Little little weirdos. Yeah. I love it. That's true love. <laughs> <laughs> I ask if he's married like it affects my life in any yeah. way. <laughs> I'm like, because I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Call me Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Lou. <laughs> I know you're listening and if either one of you it's my birthday on Wednesday, and I actually don't have any plans. Oh, is it? So, <laughs> yeah, it yeah, is. that's so cool. I, yeah, I kind of do have plans, but like you know, if either if either of them called me, I would change them. So, yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah, I'm turning thirty on on Wednesday. That's so cool. The third, mine is the thirtieth. Nice. Yeah. Nice. A lot of August birthdays. Yeah. I've run into a lot of people. Uh, Sam's birthday is today. Sam, positive stress. Oh, happy birthday. Oh, positive stress on her. Happy birthday to Sam. Sam and I are going to be 29 at the same time for five days. Oh, nice. He just turned 29. Yeah. I, I said I said to him in the host chat, like, oh, we're going to be the same age for five days. And then he was like, and then I'm going to be older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then you turn another year older. So. <laughs> Darius, do you have anything you'd like to plug besides your tax <laughs> nope. business? Not today. All right. Excellent. Thank you so much for being on. This was this was super fun. Yeah, it was a great episode as well. It was really good to talk about. Thanks yes, for having me. I, I love coming on the podcast. You are welcome anytime. <laughs> Unless there's someone else on, and then you'd have to talk to them <laughs> about maybe, you know, a joint episode. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm coming on again pretty soon because I had the Nutmeg Concoction booked. Like, that was the very first one that I booked because I was like, I have to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Belly, belly soon. Excellent. We will meet the nose. Yes. Love the nose. <laughs> All right. Well, good morning to you. Good night <laughs> to me. Yeah, good <laughs> afternoon now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, to our listeners, thank you for listening. This marble will keep on rolling. This marble will keep on rolling. <laughs> it will. <laughs> yeah. Such a great title. Watching the detectives 